When much needed change happens, but people still don't trust it, what do you do? Brad's Deals is a content business, but for a long time, content creators were stuck with outdated technology and that meant doing their job was frustrating. When they finally changed the technology, the market conditions turned. Our guest today held the team steady through the turbulence, rebuilding trust and establishing new routines to set the company up for future growth. You're listening to People Changing Enterprises. I'm your host, Jasmine Goodman, and please enjoy this episode with Keith Mazanek, Director of Engineering at Brad Steels. Brad Steels is an online shopping platform. We have a team of editors that go out in the market and find the best deals every day. And they publish those on our platform out to our millions of readers. Wow. So basically your entire business depends on being able to produce a lot of content really quickly because it always comes with a timestamp, doesn't it? Exactly. Okay. That is a big challenge, right? So we've been working on the same tech stack mostly for the last decade. And that's been great. We spent years and years, you know, optimizing and refining the consumer facing experience. But at a certain point, we hit a point where, where our legacy systems were inflexible and difficult to maintain and difficult to change. This was right around the time of the pandemic. And so in 2020, you know, that really upended everything in the world of retail and in particular e-commerce, which we're, you know, obviously involved in. And that was a huge disruption, of course. It sent a lot of people shopping online for the first time, which was generally really good for us. But it also meant that the rest of the industry was completely in flux. So we didn't know where things were going to go. Some retailers were teetering on the edge early on and whatnot. We didn't know where things were going to go. And so we spent a lot of 2020 really trying to better understand our users and what they, were, what they wanted and trying to understand, all right, what can we do differently with our content to meet people's needs? How many people are coming to our platform and maybe not understanding what it is that the, the offer is because we don't have a great way of capturing that. We learned a ton in 2020 about what didn't work and what we were not able to, to make work. And largely it came down to content. The core of everything kept pointing us back to content as the core problem. Really, the longer the short of it is we were not producing enough long-lived content that people could come back to and shop you know, day in and day out when there is a good deal on something and also when that deal had ended. And we want to make sure that when you're shopping for something on our site, we always have at least some direction or advice to give you. We don't want to give you a shrug and say, we don't know. And that meant we needed to change how we were creating and publishing content. And so that's really where we started. We started with the end in mind. What kind of capabilities do we want those editorial teams that are finding and curating great deals? What kind of capabilities do we want them to have? And that was sort of our thesis was this new content model that we had kind of come up with. Only then did we start looking at the technology side. And ultimately, the conclusion that we came to is we are not a CMS company building CMSs. We're closer to a retailer, a publisher, right? And then the other thing was our risk, I guess, that we discovered in 2020 was that our model was inflexible. And so regardless of what the conceptual model was that we had created, we knew that business was going to change. The world would continue to change. Retail would continue to change. Publishing would continue to change. And so we needed to have a system that could change too, so that the model that we came up with in 2021 could be iterated on and evolved in for the next decade to come. 
And so that platform and platform effect and the extensibility really key in our decision and our reason ultimately for landing with Content Stack and uh, joining you all on this, linking arms and joining you on this journey. There was a lot of fear early on from our own team. They had been using the same tool for years. Everyone had optimized their keyboard shortcuts and workflows to get through this clanky old CMS, which was really just a form, a glorified form. And so we were asking them to take a leap of faith with us and the new sort of platform we were guiding them toward. And so there was definitely a lot of trepidation early on because it's totally new system, a totally different way of thinking about content and publishing than we had been doing in the past. That makes me so curious because that is usually the biggest obstacle when you're trying to change something. How did you make that mindset shift happen inside the organization? Honestly, the technology is always the easy part. It's the people and the humans and the processes and the relationships and the inner working of teams that really is is everything. So from the beginning, we knew it was important to have a close working relationship with the editorial team that ultimately we were building and developing this system and this migration for. And so in the very beginning, we had them involved in a lot of the planning and a lot of the decisions around how we were actually implementing this new content model in the system. That was great. We had buy-in, we had trust, and we had momentum. We were making great progress. Separately, we also had our marketing teams on board. We were able to launch a couple of features for them immediately because they weren't tied to our legacy stack. And that was a, a huge early win. And so, you know, right within the first couple of months of getting on board, we were able to launch a new experience on a new page on our new stack. And that, I think, gave people a lot of confidence that, oh, okay, this is the right foundation to build on top of. Right. And it's really all about having the right foundation because we had neglected our foundation. We laid it a decade prior and we kind of left it. And so now here we are prioritizing the platform and the tools for our internal teams again, which hadn't been done in a while. And so they were both excited, but also a little bit scared. It was a different flow for them. But getting them on board, getting our head of editorial and a lot of their leaders on board early on was critical. Fast forward to 2022, 2022 was a challenging year for us as a business, and we ended up having to do some layoffs. And some of the people that were affected were some of these folks who were on board this journey with us, and that was really challenging. And so we had to, we had to pivot again and kind of put some of those things on pause and let the team kind of recover and, and settle in from this new reality of a challenging business environment. And so really it, it came down to, okay, well, we have to rebuild trust. You know, some of that trust that we had, some of that goodwill, you know, was with some of the folks who departed. And so we had to rebuild trust. And that's not easy either. So rather than starting from day one and bringing them on board, we had other folks that hadn't been really included in the conversation early on. They weren't part of the team that was sort of the beta testers, if you will. And they had to be brought up to speed. That was also really brought up to speed midway through <laughs> after a lot of decisions had been made that affected their daily lives that they weren't necessarily involved in. And so it really became clear that the next most important thing after the, the sort of technical decisions, of course, and, and the architecture of things was really how are we going to communicate all of this to people? And so that really gets to, all right, what is your culture of writing and documentation and long form communication? How are you doing trainings? We quickly realized, wow, there's a lot of stuff that's just in people's heads. 
and we need to write it down. <laughs> we need to write it down. We need to train people on it. You know, we need to take this document that someone started and finish it and then publish it out so that people can see, all right, this is how this works. This is how this works. This is how this is going to transition and so on and so forth. And that's really sort of the next lesson I guess I got from this is you need to plan for the business and continuity, regardless of sort of how the team is going to grow and shift and change and shrink even over time. Over the course of this journey, I would say, our team has changed out from under us in many ways. And so how do you keep momentum and how do you keep things going? It ceased to be a single race and it's become a relay race now where we're handing off from one person to another, one team to another. And it really comes down to, again, having a great culture of writing, a great culture of open communication, and ultimately building and rebuilding trust always. That includes new people who don't necessarily know who you are yet or don't know how you operate. And so how do you also then also harness that new energy? I think that's one of the other things that's really great about a silver lining of going through some of these challenges is you wind up on the other side with fresh perspectives. And those fresh perspectives are really invigorating. They bring new excitement and energy and ideas and ways of thinking about things that if you've just been sort of in the trenches, sort of grinding away, you might lose sight of. I look at all of this and it has been quite a journey. Again, more a people journey than a technology journey, to be completely frank, as it always is. And we've really come out the other side of it, you know, a stronger team overall and with better processes, better communication, and ultimately now, most importantly, a better foundation to build on top of for the next decade. Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. This show is brought to you by ContentStack, the leading composable digital experience platform for enterprises. Got a question or suggestion? Email us at podcast at contentstack.com. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark.